Welcome to the Actors Wish podcast. My name is Sarah Hayward Rahimova, and I am an international actress, writer, and teacher. Today, let me be your scene partner. Let this podcast be your laboratory. And in this space, let your wish run free. I know you're ready to peel your layers, take risks, and open yourself to new levels of artistic discovery. Consider this your weekly dose of inspiration, technique, and community where actors support one another. Together, we can explore our wishes beyond the classroom, beyond the audition room, beyond the stage and the screen, and cultivate a rich, vibrant, ongoing creative life. Let's turn down our brains, trust our bodies, activate our inner resources, and find joy in the process. Together, let's take the leap from actor to artist. Hello, 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 creative rebels, actors, artists. Welcome back to the Actors Wish podcast. I am so happy you're here. Andre is so happy you're here. I hope you are so happy you're here because today is such a treat. It is quite like tasting chocolate for the first time. If you can recall that moment, I encourage you to summon it right now because you will be tasting it over the next hour and 20 minutes. <laughs> I have such a special guest today. Arguably, all of my guests are so special. I have the best guests and I'm just so freaking thankful. It's so great. Oh my gosh, this collective, this ensemble blows my freaking mind and you are a part of it. So thank you for adding to the essence. Oh, but Andre today delivers us chocolate after chocolate after chocolate. Wow. We had the craziest. This is definitely the craziest episode I've experienced. The internet just combusted multiple times. I can't, I thought we would, we, we lost the conversation twice and it was quite near the end. And I was like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? But the universe had our backs and it still exists. And it was pretty crazy. And so many surprises. Andre threw a massive curveball at me and I'm so happy he did. There were emotions. There were tears. I will not tell you who had the tears. Hint, hint, no, I won't tell you. You'll just have to listen and see. And Andre gives us the tastiest speech for the stage at the end. So be sure to stick around for that. And here is a little bit about Andre. Andre Vauté is a doctor turned actor slash theater director who was born and raised in Switzerland before moving to New York City, where he had his debut off-Broadway as the lead in The Way We Get By, which then toured in Italy. As his most recent credits, he played, among others, the lead role of Treplev in The Nina Variations, the lead in a German adaptation of A Midsummer Night's Dream in Frankfurt. Back in Switzerland, Andre played in the latest Swiss show, Frieden? Freuden? I'm sure I said that wrong. Thanks for your patience. <laughs> A TV show picturing the controversial situation in post-World War II Switzerland. As a theater director, Andre graduated from the Barrow Group Directing School in New York City and went on directing and producing many plays off-Broadway. 
In his spare time, Andre is a yoga and meditation teacher, a mountain lover, and an impact coach. You can learn more and connect with Andre at www.andrevolte.com. Not at, dot com. I will have that in the show notes. I am so eager for you to listen. I will keep this intro very short because it is a lengthier episode today, but you are going to be hooked on every minute of it. Every one of these conversations keeps me hooked to the end, and I probably listen to them more than anyone else, and I'm just still fascinated with every incredible guest we've had. Oh, so thank you to them. (laughs) Thank you to them. And I forgot to say, ah, keep this short. I forgot to say that we reached a huge, huge milestone at the Actors Wish podcast. We have now surpassed over a thousand downloads at this moment in time of this recording. It's actually a thousand and sixty, which blows my freaking mind. I am overflowing with gratitude and happiness and excitement for all that's to come because this very much feels like just the beginning and you made this happen and it simply wouldn't exist without you so I'm hugging you across the energetic waves just in pure humility and wonder and excitement to see where the wish takes us next. So be sure to take a screenshot of this episode and tag Andre and I in your Instagram stories, Andre.Vote and at Setabanda on Instagram. I will have that in the show notes and let us know what resonates, what your chocolate tastes like, how you are feeling after this episode. It's literally like a ball of energy being thrown back and forth, back and forth, back and forth for over an hour and I leave buzzing. So I hope you do too. So let us know your takeaways, your thoughts, your ahas. We can't wait to connect with you. And without further ado, let us raise the curtains on this episode. Vinimanye, attention, naturally, begin. Enjoy. Andre, welcome, 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 welcome. You're here, it's working, it's like the second recording. We are so happy you're here. I'm so thrilled to see you. I'm so happy this worked out. Thank you for being here. Thank you, thank you so much. I am extremely thrilled, blessed, excited, a little bit nervous, but just the right amount that we always need to have and and. No, thank you so much. As I said before in the draft one, I have listened to your podcast since the beginning and I think it's just a gift you're giving out there. So being able to be a part of it in any ways is is a blessing. So thank you. Wow. Andre, that is deeply meaningful because I see you as an incredible artist and collaborator and inspiring human. So thank you for being here, number one, for building this ensemble, number two, and for just shining your light the way that you do. I mean, mm. I think I I see your words or hear your voice or see your face and it's just like, like that solar explosion. Yeah. <laughs> I, I... Yeah, where to begin? We're like two minutes in the podcast and I'm already overwhelmed with love and gratefulness. Well, and bless your flexibility. We had to restart this episode because we are between New York and Switzerland and my internet is being a little spotty. We are on Zoom. Bless Zoom. So we are are 
making this work. We're All making right. the magic work the way the magic wants to work. So I'm, I'm just letting it happen for sure. I love that. We're surrendering to the process. That is exactly, exactly. it. We're, we're being super flexible. It's a mad improv session. Exactly. All right, Andre, for those of you who do know you and don't know you, <laughs> I'm hoping you can share your personal journey, your artistic journey, your medical journey up to this moment in time, your yogic journey, yoga <laughs> journey. I think I said that wrong. <laughs> how they all interweave and how you are where you are in this moment and what you see emerging before you. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I, I would love to do that. And I'm so happy we have two and a half hours in front of us. Well, no, I'm just kidding. I'll do it. <laughs> no, I'll it do, is I'll... evening for you. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. And I promised to go to bed early, so I won't be too long. So yeah, well, you, you mentioned most of it, but uh, to, to run people through a little bit, people who don't know me or even people who know me, but don't actually know part of all my story, I guess... I, as you said, I'm in Switzerland. I was born in Switzerland from Polish parents. I grew up here and I studied medical school, which I finished and became a doctor. And I worked in South Africa in a township. I worked in China for a little bit. I worked in Poland as well to, to connect back to my roots a little bit and then back in Switzerland. And no matter how blessed I was to be able to do such a wonderful work that is a doctor, I think there's a couple of of professions that I deeply admire and, and, and doctor, teacher, artist are definitely some of them. Uh, when I came back to Switzerland, I felt very much, well, first of all, everything went really quickly for me. Like I, the whole university, everything went by really quickly. And then I realized I slowly and gently became part of a system like hospital system in Switzerland is very much, you know, a little bit of a tool in the system, which is normal to some extent, but I didn't feel the liberty of self-expression. And I just decided to take a year off thinking I'm going to take a year off. I'm a doctor now. I have the diploma in my pocket. What's the worst that can happen? So let me just take a year off. And I traveled half a year. I went to Iran backpacking for three months, which was incredible, incredible. I climbed the Kilimanjaro with my dad and I went biking with some friends. So I really took a half a year to, to do. Again, I'm so blessed in my life. I'm, I feel extremely lucky to get the opportunities that are given to me. And then the other half of the year, I was like, okay, what are some dreams I used to have as a child before I even knew the word profession, before I even the, knew the word I need to, or I have to, or I, I'm supposed to, right? So I made a list of things I love to. And as a very curious child, that list was endless. I remember like uh, doing a, um, a black chamber in my parents' bathroom to develop photographic pictures. I remember doing like chemistry labs with some of the things. I remember painting or writing things and everything I loved. So I just made it down on the list and suddenly my pen stopped. And for a moment, I couldn't write the next word. And that was just me with myself and the piece of paper. And the next word was acting. For some weird reason, I was afraid. I had that fear that I wasn't even able to admit it that to myself. And then something clicked in me. I was like, if I have fear, if I am afraid, that means that something deeper exists. That means that something more vulnerable is the word I would use today that back then I didn't know, but I just had the feeling, okay, 
there is a reason why I'm afraid. So let's lean into that. And I decided to go to London to do a small 10 days workshop just to just to have a taste. And I remember the day before I left, I was a very dear friend of mine and I was telling him, I hope I hate it or I love it, but nothing in between. If it's in between is I'm not getting any answer. So I was just, I hope I love it or hate it. And so I went and I loved it. I just fell in love. I felt like I was at home. Everything just felt so easy, playful. Work didn't feel at one second as work. It was just, it was just a blessing. And then I came back to Switzerland. I decided to, back then it was more into movies. I decided to make my own little movie with a friend. I started to act in student films. I started to do more and more things. And then slowly and gently, the year I gave myself as a break came to an end. Given the fact that I just tasted chocolate for the first time in my life, I was like, there's no way I'm going back uh, to the hospital world <laughs> without trying a little bit more of that little thing that's called dessert and chocolate. <laughs> so I decided I thought of it, I was like, okay, if I want to keep on doing it, it's maybe a good thing to learn about it and get some skills. So I started to Google one-year program and I realized that most of acting schools are or you're long, obviously. And I was like, okay, I just came out of six years of universities. I, I, do I really want to go four years down the road? And what if, what if I do again four years and I come out of acting school and I realized actually my problem is that I'm just lazy and I don't want to work. So I'm done, I don't want to jump from studies to studies. So I was like, okay, let me just do one year. And when I was a kid, when I was two years old, my parents lived in New York for a year. So I always had those pictures of New York and something back then I didn't know what now I can say, but back then I didn't know what something really attracted me in New York. So I found a one year program in New York, decided to pack my stuff, move to New York for one year. didn't know anyone, just went for it. And then it was terrible. It was just terrible. The, the first month was great, but then months two to six, I was so disappointed because I had so many expectations. I expected so much from the school. I expected so much from the city. I thought that New York was going to be what New York used to be in the 80s, right? Full of life, industry, people roller skating, people playing disco in the streets. A little bit what you can find in underground Brooklyn, a bit more that spirit. And if you know Manhattan well, then you, it, it grows on you and it definitely did afterwards. But at the beginning, I didn't have that. And I even hesitated to go back to Switzerland. I was like half year in, in New York. I was like, should I just quit the school, go back to Switzerland, give up on this idea? It was just a stupid idea. Let's go back to be a doctor. And because I already paid for the whole year, I was like, ah, oh, let me just finish that year. And at that moment, which is quite often when the magic happens, when you let go of expectation, when you let go of what you think life should be like, magic happens. And exactly that. Suddenly, things my teacher was saying to me made sense, or maybe not made sense rationally, but something in my body started to shift. And I was very much at first acting from my head up. And then slowly and gently, I dropped in my body. And slowly and gently, things started to move. And slowly and gently, I started to find my voice, as we say sometimes. And suddenly, things started to shift and happen. And New York as well, I started to find people, the life I was looking for, the the spirit that I was kind of sniffing around without knowing that that was what I was sniffing. Something in me just knew that there was something in the ground there that had to be found for me. And life came to me. And at that point as well, I fell in love with theater. 
So I moved to New York thinking I was going to do films and, and become a film actor. And I think it's a wonderful medium. Don't take me wrong. I think it's a wonderful medium. But nothing on earth prepared me to what theater did to me in New York City. It just transcended me. It was just insane. I think New York theater is as well... I mean, there's many places on, on earth, which is the case. And listening to your podcast, I definitely think your Uzbek theater is definitely a gem as well, for sure. By the way, when I listened to your podcast, I was like, I even, I think I even texted you. I was like, how can I sign up to this call? And I was like, okay, Andre, maybe it's not the right time to sign up for a four-year-old, a four-year-old long program right now. But I was definitely like, okay, I want this. <laughs> this is my jam. But anyway, so in New York, I fell in love with theater because... It was just mesmerizing to see those people being so vulnerable on the stage, being so in the present moment, being just so transcending right in front of you for half an hour, an hour, and then it's all gone. And then you do it again and you do it again. And you do, and it's just something out of this, out of my mind. It's just out of this planet what theater does. And, and so much more than just the play, the moment before the rehearsal, the community, the, the, the gathering, the whole thing around it is just, just so incredible. So much so that I um, fell in love with the play and just like that, I thought I need to direct it. I had no idea why. I was just like, this is it. This is the play I've always been looking for. I'm gonna direct it. <laughs> Two weeks later, I'm like getting a team, getting people directing it for my first time in my life. And it's one of those things that if you don't know better, you do it, right? Like as long as nobody yeah. told you how you're supposed to do it, then you can do it because as soon as you know how things are supposed to be, then you're like, okay, there's no way on earth I can do it. But because I didn't know better, um, I just did it. And it was terrible and incredible at the same time. I think I very much, it, it really has an incredible place in my heart. Yet when I talk to some actors, I think they didn't have per se the best time in their life because I might have been one of those dictatorship uh, theater directors who were like, now you cry, now you do this, now you do that, because I didn't know any better. <laughs> and my poor, poor actors, oh my God, my heart goes to them. I've apologized tons and tons of times afterwards. And yet I still love that experience. Like part of me is that I, I would do it again anytime. I just had to go through it. It was my first experience. But it was Absolutely. incredible. And then at the end of the first year, I decided the program was one year or two. I decided to sign up for the second year because I, I felt like I just started to scratch the surface. Went into my second year, kept on developing. Second year, I started to do a lot of theater outside of the school as an actor, as a theater director. Then finished the second year, did my third year. Stayed, I stayed all together four years where I was supposed to say one year. Third and fourth year, started to direct as much as possible, started to act as much as possible. Uh, and, and yeah, and as well, it was a very interesting thing because I was very going from, I think I have a strong sense of truth. I think that is such a mm. parameter for me. I think my core value is truth, or at least one of them. And I think I, think I don't care about anything but it. I, I don't care about mm. my ego. I don't care about like, about, you know, there's so little things I care about. But if, and the truth can be very subjective, obviously, it's very much what I sense. So I, I do always question myself. I do always wander around and ask and, and things. Yet I, I really have that feeling that it's so, honesty is so important to me. 
And whether that's mm-hmm. honesty of feelings, honesty of state, honesty of what you share, whatever that means. Um, but anyway, and at the same time, I had to work to get my visa. And basically, in a very, very cheap way, let's just put it that way, the visa in the States of this artist visa, the way it was when I was there, was you have to at least pretend or show that you're the best actor that has ever been, that all the plays you're in is, I mean, you know some of it, obviously, all the plays you're in are, were great because you were in it and blah, blah, blah. And it was so contradictory to me because the more I worked, the more I felt humble. The more I did, the more I was allowed to act and the more I was allowed to direct, the, the more my ego shrank and the more I felt grateful mm-hmm. and humble. And I realized as well, months where I had nothing, that's where I was like, I want to act, I'm an actor. Right? But, but when I was doing the work, it felt very humble. And yet at the same time, I had to bring up this star star feeling and mode and everything. And mm-hmm. I remember that was one of the hardest things for me in my life is because I really so much wanted to stay in New York or in the States. And the reason why is because I finally find a place I can talk and speak my own truths and, and mm-hmm. do all of that. And yet at the same time, for me to be able to do that, felt like I had to lie a little bit about it. So I remember that was a very terrible time. I felt very disaligned. And exactly at that time that yoga came to my life. Actually, yoga came to my life long ago, but I hated it. I was like, <laughs> I don't... I was as well another part kind of person. I was a very much like a go, 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 go kind of a person. I was like, yoga. Like I went to one session, like, what is this bullshit? Why is everyone like humming, humming around, like saying arms and doing some weird things? Like, this is not for me. I don't think, I think there was two aspects of that. I think number one, um, I wasn't the person I am today. And secondly, I'm not quite sure the teacher I had was the best because he was very much someone who was telling you to repeat what he was doing. And I remember one of the first class I went to in New York because a friend of mine like, oh, try again. I was like, sure, I'll try again. The first thing he said was, it's your body, move your body the way your body want to move. And I was like, mm. I was like, I never heard that before. And I was like, this is, this is incredible. And then, you know, stupidly as well, downward dog is very hard for me because I have a little bit of shoulders uh, restrictions. And he's like, bend your knees. I'm like, I can bend my knees in downward dog. I don't need to look the perfect shape. What is this? And then suddenly, gently, like I felt the benefits of it. And, and, and I remember one very intense session. I remember laying down in Shavasana after the yoga and my mind just going so many miles away, seeing the planet and universe. I was just being brought into another space. And I was like, wow, yoga just opens up your body so that the energy energy can circulate and things can move around and I was hooked and then the studio I was in was just opening their yoga teacher training I was like okay when the stars align stars align and I remember having doubt to join it or not and then somebody told me like you can just join to deepen your practice you don't have to teach I was like I'll just join to deepen my practice yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> As if I do things halfway. <laughs> and then halfway through the class, the program, one of the teachers like, Andre, you should teach. I'm like, okay, I'll start. And then COVID hit. And that was in many ways heartbreaking. I think COVID was for me the year where I learned I can suffer, I can have a heartbreak. And at the same time, I can have gratefulness and excitement for things it brings to me. It was the first time I, I realized I can have both at the same time because I was 
So very short because I'm talking so much. I don't know if anyone. I love it. I I feel like I'm riding up mountains with you. Please continue. <laughs> oh my god! Please stop me anytime if you're like Andre. Okay. So basically, when COVID hit, I find myself. I got a call from a doctor in Switzerland asking me. Which a friend as mine of mine as well asking me if I could come back to give a hand for the first wave. And back then in New York, nothing yet was happening. Like mm-hmm. we were just starting to maybe talked about maybe closing the theater for a couple of months. And I just opened a theater company with a friend of mine, and we had a whole program about what we wanted to do. We were actually going to to bring our first play up in April, and as if we were going to sign the contract, something told me just wait a couple of days. And thank God I did wait because then they were saying that they might stop. Well, I'm saying thank God I did wait to sign it, and yet I cannot say it that wholeheartedly because it hurts my heart to think of the theater and and all the theater had I had to close and 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 yes, on my way I didn't have to pay because I didn't sign the contract. But on the other way, I'm wondering if that might have helped a little bit that theater if I had lost some money for them. But anyway, so I cannot, you know. To some extent, I'm grateful on my side that I didn't lose that money, but I cannot say that for 100% because I feel like theater is a family and all those yeah. theaters in New York is a family. So it's like a family member hurts, but you don't, how can you be grateful for that, right? But anyway, mm-hmm. long story short, the theater were going to close. So I was like, before maybe a couple of months, I was like, hey, let me go back to Switzerland, give a hand. I didn't want per se to be a doctor, but I thought it's a crisis, just go, just help. So I went back to Switzerland thinking I was going to go there for three, four months. And while I was there, everything shut down. So basically I wasn't allowed to go back because I didn't have either a citizenship or green card. So basically I left a second home, uh, a second family, friends, uh, uh, my profession. I even had a kind of a lover affair, boyfriend. <laughs> I won't say much more because he was married. So I'm not gonna go into details there. <laughs> <laughs> but basically from one day to the other I lost my home my second family my friends my profession and a loved one and it just broke my heart into pieces I became a shell of myself and yet at the same time I was home there were some health issues in my family so I was so grateful to be there near my mm-hmm. family for this time and then I got the opportunity to meet some people in Sutton with whom we started to do projects and it's been a blessing at the same time. So I realized this year, you can feel both. You can be, and I remember reading a book where someone said that she just lost her husband or something like that. It's a fiction book. And she was saying, some people wait until they're done with the pain to move on. She decided to move on with the pain and welcome happiness while having pain at the same time in her heart. And I felt very much aligned with that. I felt very much, I'm still hurt when I talk about New York. I still extremely miss New York. I love, I, I love everyone in New York, everyone I've met. I love like you. And, and, and I think New York is magical. I've met so many magical creatures, human beings in New York. It's, it's just a blessing. And I miss it. It's, it's this like fairyland that I miss. And yet at the same time, I'm extremely grateful for everything I had the opportunity to, to experience back home. So so long story short, that's how I got to where I'm at today. And, and to answer your second part of your question, which is what is to unfold, um, I guess God knows. But to say very shortly, 
Theater, theater has kept being one thing I love doing. So when COVID hit and I was in Switzerland with some friends, we created a, a Zoom theater company where we invited people to send us 10 minute plays that we will then choose one of and we would do every week a play out of it. And I just received, so we did that until June because in June we realized people wanted to go outside. They don't want to go on Zoom anymore. And I was very grateful because I just got an email today from one of the person who did it last year, sending me an email saying like, Hey, by the way, I don't know if you remember me, but I, I did a Zoom a Zoom reading with you guys. I wasn't a writer back then because I was doing another job, but because of the reading, I decided to go more in writing and now I have two screenplay that became movies. I'm actually making a full length play from the play you guys read. And I just wanted to say thank you so much because if it wasn't for you during COVID, I don't know if I would have went back. Well, I don't know. You never know, right? Maybe we were the catalyst, maybe not. I believe when, when wishes... And I think that's something you talk about. When wishes wants to come to life, they always find a way. It just happened they use our channel, which is still something I'm grateful for. So I, I imagine she would have found another way. But it's just so wonderful to, to get those kind of messages that just keeps that spirit alive. And now, now I'm doing a little bit of theater here. It was really surprising to me when I came back to Switzerland because here they have very much a differentiation between what they call amateur theater and professional theater. And they make mm. a big, 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 big wall between the two. Mm. Whereas in New York, obviously, we have different levels or stage or levels feel so gradual. I don't like that idea. But obviously, we have different kind of commitments from mm. the actors or from the theater directors to the theater. Yet, it doesn't feel like if you play in a small theater that you cannot play on Broadway the next day and vice versa. You play on Broadway mm -hmm. doesn't mean that you cannot play on the weekend in a small jazz club or whatever. Whereas here is very much, if you went to a professional school, you're a professional actor, so you do professional work. And if you didn't, you are do amateur work, but both, they don't collide, they don't switch. And when I came back, I didn't do any professional Swiss school. So I felt very much as an outsider and there was COVID. So everything was really hard anyway to get in. I really felt the difference. And I remember one of the theater directors here told me like, if you do amateur work, watch out because then everybody's gonna think you're an amateur and you're gonna be in, in one box. So I really thought that at first, I was like, I'm going to try to do professional, but everything was filled, COVID was there, everyone was trying to play anyway, who was already here. So why some some foreigner, I'm a Swiss, but from the States coming back would get something. I still got a little bit of opportunities here and there. So I was extremely grateful. And then I just decided, you know what, fuck it. I'm just going to do what I love to do. So I just collaborate with a, a theater here, which is an amateur theater. Together, we decided to actually open a new part of that theater that is now the professional part of that amateur theater just for the sake of recognition and now we're doing plays with some friends and we're actually doing a play in 10 days from now we're opening in 10 days then we're doing a many festivals of plays there so that has been unfolding itself a little bit in that regard and yeah i guess for the rest i'm very letting i've changed as well my mind i used to be very much someone who search things or, or or try to grasp things and now i'm mm -hmm. letting things i'm trying to make space for things in my life and allow them to come and i think it's a balance between the two obviously oh. sometimes you have to sometimes you are proactive and sometimes you allow things to come so we'll see i'm still thinking of maybe doing a small one-year master somewhere maybe in london maybe in switzerland maybe somewhere else to just get a bit of more craft more skills and then my dream would come to come back to the States at some point, whether permanently or whether half a year in the States, half a year in Europe and do project here, project there. 
it's something anyway, when I was in New York, I wanted to bring projects in Switzerland. I thought I would create a team, theater company, create projects, and sometimes bring them to Europe. Maybe it'll be the opposite. Maybe I'll find a way to come back to, to the States to some regard. But you know how we say it in Arabic, inshallah, if God yeah. will. So we'll see. Yes, God willing, exactly. exactly. Andre, I am leaning forward in my chair. I feel like I'm on this journey with you. I get chills at different points. I get my heart is touched. I'm like, whoa, no, what's going to happen next? Even though you're sitting right here. <laughs> A raconteur, my gosh, you are, what a, what a story. Like, I have so many notes. Where do I begin? There's so much I want to dig into. But I remember you saying about uh, leaving the theater in New York and not signing that contract. My gosh, your intuition is so strong. Like, yes, thank goodness you listened to it because going back to your sense of truth and honesty and your commitment to those feelings and that state of being, when you go against that sense or voice or feeling or vision, that is the ultimate dishonesty in my opinion. If I'm going against that, I, <laughs> I plummet into a hole, like a black hole, and I just... Mm -hmm like self-loathing can come up, resentment. So bravo to you for <laughs> listening to that. <laughs> I mean, that's one of the success. And I think every success means that there were failures before. I think we learn a lot from failures. So, Yo, and it will yes. still be Failures, so failures as feedback, mistakes as feedback. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I've learned now to always follow that voice. <laughs> yes, very much so. And I think that's, I think that is the red line because you asked me as well how all of those words collide. I think that's the red line. I think all of those mm -hmm. words allowed me to recalibrate my, I always talk about my truth caliber. I think it's a compass mm -hmm. that you have in, within you. And it's like your phone. Sometimes you have to recalibrate it. Sometimes, you know, I say sometimes you got to lose balance to find balance. It's the same. It's not because you find your truth compass one day that is going to be set on, because it's not going to set, be set until the day you die for two reasons. First of all, because your truth is going to change. And secondly, because as well, your compass is going to change. So I think it, it's mm. an ongoing practice to always find back your truth. And I think theater, acting is definitely working on that. Meditation and yoga were for me as well very much into that deep listening. Because it's, it's one thing to answer your intuition. It's the other thing to hear it. Mm. <laughs> and I think, I think you got to find your tools that works for you to hear it and, and meditation, silence. Now in Switzerland, it's the mountains, nature are my way to find back myself. And for example, I live in a roommate situation right now, which is wonderful, incredible, incredible roommates. I, I'm so lucky. Yet at first to find myself within this new dynamic every morning, I would not speak for the first hour because I just needed the time for myself. I remember my roommates be like, what the fuck is he doing? Why is he not talking? And I told them, like, I just need that moment for myself at the beginning of the day because, because it's my moment to find myself and to be a bit more true to myself. So I think everyone has his own compass. But yeah, I think, I think that's the red line between everything I do is, is truth. It's, it's finding the inner soul. It's finding the inner source of the voice it's not per se finding right away the voice but at least the source of it at least mm. you might not know what color is your voice but at least finding where it comes from helps you then get to hear it for the first time and then you can listen to the qualities the variation the tones and all that 
I think that is something. And I wonder how the world will bring the next 10 years in my life. God knows what else is going to throw it my way. Uh, but I think that is the red line for sure. Wow. And what you mentioned about leaving space for things to come in, that's so deeply resonant to me because that is very much a space I'm dipping my toes into more and more because I can definitely be more rigid in that aspect where I want to be, mm, I guess maybe something about control. Like you, you want to mm-hmm. know what's going to happen. You want to know. And like, yes, of course, there are wonderful qualities about that showing up, your discipline, your accountability, your commitment. Those are great qualities, but mm-hmm. it makes me think of the moment you described moving down from your head into your body. The way you mm-hmm. shared that was so evocative. And I imagine as a medical student, you're very much like, although you're working on the whole body, you're very <laughs> much in the head. And I can literally see you, your, yourself thawing. Like, like you're not, not to say you were frozen ever at all. I mean, no, never, but like, I can just see the work just like warming you as it melts down your body. Wow. And I feel like we could have a whole other discussion about your insane travels. What? (laughs) That's another, that is another, that is another episode. That is definitely another episode. But I really also loved what you said about scratching the surface. Mm. And I have a similar experience about, you know, I plan to go to the Ilkhom Theater for one year. And after I finished, I said, how can I leave now? How can I leave now? I'm barely scratching the surface. And that humility you spoke about, that gratitude, that humbleness, I just remember looking, like sensing the profession before me at the end of my first year. And it was like, I was staring at the top of this massive peak and I had no idea how to get up there, but I knew that this school would be my guidance system. Mm-hmm. So that's phenomenal that, that you stayed, that you continued and I'm just so fascinated because I felt like most of my life growing up in Western theater experiences, specifically Canadian and American, that it was only scratching the surface. And I couldn't figure out why. I didn't have the vocabulary. I didn't have the experience. I didn't have whatever it may be. I just felt that it was just scratching the surface in some way. And of course, there were certain performances that went that punctured beat, that hit me at my core, that moved me in ways I couldn't even articulate, but I always wanted something more. So I want, if you're willing, to kind of share that process within you, uh, with us, because I think there's a longing in each of us to go deeper, to learn more, to be better, in a very dynamic way. Like I I still see it as the thermometer of your body heating up or thawing. I just, I'm very curious about how that unraveled for you at the end of the first year of your training where you're like, I need more. I need more Mm. of this. Yeah. 
Well, well, thanks first of all for everything you shared, and I, I completely align with with your own personal experience. I think it's very similar, and and yeah, I think I think there's two aspects here. That there is the the general aspect and then the personal individual aspect that I experienced. I I was very much as you said in my head as a doctor uh, studying medical the medical field, and I think it actually, to be honest with you, I think it happened before I had a small traumatic event when I was a very very young child, and I think that really blocked my heart and then my body and then my voice and expression and really got to my head. Um, and then I think I just kept on. So I don't think the medical field crushed me and brought me in my head. I think it was a combination. It didn't help, but I don't think it was the source yeah. either. <laughs> yeah. And I think, yeah, I completely agree. I think, and I agree with what you said about control. I think, I think we all, it's, I think, I don't want to die, you know, nothing is good or bad. I think control is control and it is what it is. And I think mm -hmm. there is moments in your life where it is useful and sometimes even safe to be in control, right? I think sometimes mm -hmm. it's even life or death, <laughs> uh, um, a question of life or death. So I think, I think it is important. I think for me, it's very much about finding the moments where I know I can completely let go. And, and I think if my body knows that's the moment I control, it would let go even easier than if I try to let go in my whole life and my body is just like, what the fuck am I supposed to do now? I mean, to some extent, then sometimes you feel blessed and sometimes you don't need to control everything or anything even. And then suddenly something slips and your body's like, see, I know I couldn't trust you. So I feel like, if, you know, there's components of your life issue. Maybe it helps to control some of your life. And then your body knows, okay, when I step on stage, when I step in a theater, when I step in this sacred place, when I step doing yoga, meditate, whatever that is that that person does, then your body knows, oh, this is this, you know, this is where I can completely let go. So I think it's, it's, um, it's juggling between the two. And that goes back as well about learning. I think, I think for me, it's exactly what you said. I, I love how you both would be put it with that mountain in front of you. I think what happened to me, well, first it was like very much, I came to New York expectation and all that. And very much in my head, trying to understand everything, trying to control everything. And as well, to be honest with you, in the school I was in, there was a lot of people doing a little bit of bullshit in the sense of like, I could feel they were <laughs> pretending to act or to cry. And the teacher being so nice, they're like, oh yeah, that was really good. And I was like, how can I trust a teacher that says to someone that's really good? If, if you know, like I was like my own truth. Yeah. Was like, mm. And then I realized I don't, you know, why do I need that dependence, right? Like, let's just independently be free. And, and, and I just forced myself. I remember one time I just, okay, you know what? Let's just go for it. And I said, scream and cry and affect it at first. And suddenly something broke and suddenly like realness came out of me. And I think, I think for me, it was the same after the end of the first year, I realized that I didn't know anything. I realized that all I thought I was going to get from that school, all I thought I was understanding from acting, all I thought I knew that I needed to know. Like I even thought I was so arrogant I thought I even knew what I was supposed to know or learn <laughs> even though I never done that even though that was a new field I still had a feeling somehow I knew what it should be looking like what a teacher should be looking like what a course would be looking like and suddenly I realized wow I actually don't know anything I just I just tasted something like a chocolate and you're like but I don't know what that is I don't know the whole word of dessert so I just went like and I think it's a mix I think in my life it's always a mix between being extremely humble and, and being very much open to, to really everything and anything to be your teacher. And at the same time, 
being very curious and read a lot and 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 try a lot and and listen a lot and always get the next you know always get a teacher that you inspire or, or I would say like if you're in the class if you're the best in the class time to change the class <laughs> suck go and suck yeah. <laughs> go and be the worst yeah go and suck exactly. that's the best go to a class and make a fool of yourself come home crying thinking i'm never going to go back this is i'm so bad everything is so everyone is so good because you're going to learn so much and yet you know what self love obviously a lot of self love and realizing that you know you know everything and you know nothing at the same time and really being humble mm-hmm. of like okay every time it's a new page every time it's a new play even if you've done the same play millions of times this is a new time this is the first time you're in this moment at this point with those people with those words coming out of your mouth and at the same time know you have to craft and keep on crafting the craft it, it's that balance it's a weird balance between skilling yourself being secure know that you're that channel that you've worked for that that you're in the perfect moment to be saying that word right now and at the same time realize you've never said it and and everything is new and really be hum- humble and i think i think for me it's as well like when i'm off stage i'm reading i'm like okay i think this i understand and all that and when i'm on stage i'm letting go of everything i'm just be right and and i think it's that balance and I, yeah i think and i think everyone is different i think for me it was very much going in my head going to my body and suddenly listening to my body then i decided to take dance classes to listen more then i did meditation and yoga to really go into my body and then i completely discarded my head i was like i don't want to hear from my head anymore and i went to the other extreme and after two or three years mm-hmm. i realized okay it's the balance of the two my head is actually my best friend he just doesn't know how to talk to me it's like you know that friend that when you start to cry just jump on you like oh don't cry don't cry yeah. whereas what you what you would like him to do is just to sit and listen to you cry or to be like it's okay so my head is the same. I think my head is like that best friend who just tried the best he can. He just doesn't really know how to do it. So now we're learning from each other. My body is learning from my head. My head is learning from my body. It's a dance and we're both learning from each other. I think it's important to be a whole. It's really important mm-hmm. to understand that everything you are, every aspect of yourself is there for a reason and everyone is doing their best, the best way they can within your body and obviously within the whole world. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know if I'm answering your question. That that's is a little bit how so beautiful. <sighs> that is so tasty. I I love how you so beautifully express holding opposition at the same time, contrast, duality. Because I think so much of our work, as you so articulately said, is being in the total present moment and being fully aware of your partner of this space of the audience of this moment in time but you're naively moving forward there's we have (laughs) to be able to hold this oh you said it so beautifully and you also spoke about it too in terms of of grief and leaving and leaving the city and people you want to be with and and your artistic home and all of this stuff but you the way you continuously paved new avenues for yourself is pretty incredible. There's also 
and then a wild amount of faith in that too. Mm. And also following that impulse. <laughs> you have amazing impulses. <laughs> we all do. But like you said, we're clearing the space to, to get in dialogue with them. You said it so, so, so well. I think when it, our intuition is always saying things to us, it's whether or not we hear it. It's whether or not we're in a space to receive it. And I think it's the same with inspiration. Mm. I think inspiration is always knocking at our door. We just need to make the space for that collaboration to occur and developing this relationship takes time. It's not like you're on a first date with inspiration and you're like, let's go to the home base, <laughs> whatever that's called. Yes. <laughs> right? There's a little flirtation. There's a little um, gaze. There's a little <laughs> wink or whatever it might be, right? They're like, wait, is this really happening? <laughs> You you called it. This episode is like tasting chocolate. I, we get to go. We get. <laughs> I'm not serious for nothing. <laughs> right. I actually. I also wanted to ask you, uh, and also being mindful of your time, I know it's evening, quite late in the evening for you. What it's like to, because I I'm not quite sure how many languages you speak, but what it's like to work in and transition from different languages in art because I have found that to be a very fascinating experience and I've learned so much and very certain things can only be expressed in very certain ways in very certain languages like it just sounds right or it resonates or it's only evokes this specific thing this sound this <laughs> punctuation this emotion it's very specific. <laughs> Completely. So I'm very curious about that. <laughs> I mean, it's all point on. It's completely the fact. It is, well, just for, for, for a quick anecdote, funny-wise, I, until this year, I've never acted in French. So it's funny. I wow. went to New York and I've never acted. So I only acted in English. Uh, uh, and then, actually, I was lucky enough to be invited in Germany to do a Shakespeare play. Acted Shakespeare in German, which you know you would have told me five years ago that I would be doing plays as a theater director and actor in New York while doing a little bit of Shakespeare in Germany in German. I was like, "You're you're crazy. You need to check yourself in. No way on earth." So I've been, I've been extremely blessed to do that. But yeah, I think. And then now, since I'm back in Switzerland, it was the first time I did a play in Switzerland and in French, which was crazy to think that it, 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 I called myself an actor and I actually never acted in my own language. But yeah, I could agree. I think, well, my parents are Polish. So I grew up with Polish language around me and then French because of Switzerland. And then I studied medical school actually in the German part because I wanted an extra challenge. So I did it in German and Switzerland as well as Swiss German. So I have always had a mix of those languages. And I totally agree. Some words come in certain language because it's just, is emotionally charged differently. It has a different symbolic and different significance, a different pertinence, uh, a different landing as well. Sometimes that word is just, yes. just for the tongue, just more beautiful in another language. Yes. Even if it means exactly the same, you just like the way it tastes on your mouth. Yes. It's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. And I think, and I love etymology. I love understanding where things come from. So every time I learn a new word, I'm like, oh, where is this word coming from? I feel like, well, I get going back to truth and spirit i feel like if i do the etymology i get the the true meaning of the word more i get like the essence of the word by going back to its roots right so i love doing that because like oh my god it came from this and this and that and suddenly the word i thought i understood one way have so many dimensions and so much history 
and a relationship starts to happen between mm. me and that word, like all, like dating. You still need to get to know their parents, where it came from. You're like, oh, <laughs> you got a little bit of S here that you let let go of. I can see your tattoo on your left arm. You used to be spelled forest, and now you're forest, and now whatever that is, right? I, I think it's so interesting, and and suddenly you bring a whole world to a simple world word a whole world to a simple word <laughs> so mm, i love doing yes. that and that's for acting for sure as an artist i am and a lot of people say it people who don't know they're artists i think everyone is an artist but don't tell them <laughs> me too me too totally it's a secret <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep the chocolate no i'm kidding <laughs> we spread the chocolate you lot, yeah you see a lot of people speaking many languages saying that they feel like their voice is somewhere else first of all and secondly they say as well they behave a little bit differently or all the part of the personality come up and it's definitely the case for me like when I act in English for first of all it's not being my own language was very liberating because I felt mm -hmm. I didn't have any baggage or restriction that my you know my life brought in things like that so as a first language, as a first step in acting was very freeing because I didn't have any connotation or anything linked to it. And now that I act in French as well, I realize how, yeah, it's different. If, even my gesture, my body, it's like having a different character coming out. And it's mm. very interesting because now you can play a little bit with that. Like sometimes I bring my my American boy in my French and my friend. So it's interesting to play around. I, I Yes, I think languages. It's funny because I was thinking about that um, when I came back to Switzerland because I do a little bit of coaching and consulting for, for, for people. And one thing I realized is how vocabulary is important. The word you use completely mm. make your belief system or your brain. And I was thinking about, hmm, I wonder if you can bypass your brain by using other words in other languages, right? If you have always heard as a child in a specific language that you're not good enough by your parents, your teachers or whoever, I wondered if that is so stuck in you, by just using another language, you would have more ease to believe that you're good enough using another language. So I did a whole study about that. So I, I think- Wow, <laughs> I want to know this study. <laughs> so yeah, I think there is ways to ingrain new beliefs in you in a more fertile way by using other languages too, because you bypass this road that has been marked so strongly, let's say in French, You've been told you're not good enough. You're not good enough. Mm -hmm. Suddenly, English comes in and says, "You, you're the, you're a wonder on this earth, my friend." <laughs> then I think I think the run is completely fertile for that language, and maybe seeds are e more easily planted. So, um, but that was more on a on a spiritual level. But on mm -hmm. acting, it's the same for me. I think acting, um, changing languages definitely change dimensions and things like that. And as well, you know, every language has another culture to their art, right? Like yeah. French sometimes has a very, it's a little bit elitist or a little bit intellectual like French. American, I feel like is more, I love American, but it's more in the body, more in the heart. I love as much, you know, like New York, as much as like middle, uh, the, the the Midwest, the, the Southern part of the States. I feel like it's so truthful. It's so, you know, like mm -hmm. the, the uh, like the, the, the movies that Francis McDonald was in, like Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri, or the last one, Norman Land, that got a NASCAR. She's such a, I love her. It's just so down to earth. It just, I love it. And at the same time, there's other, that's why I fell in love with Shakespeare. Mm. I think Richard III from Shakespeare, for example, his, this character is so, you know, down to earth and, 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 and killing his own family and blood and all that. And yet 
he has this angelic language on top of that and does juxtaposition mm. is just mind-blowing to me anyway language is a, as you can tell i think language is, is is just such a wonderful wonderful world and every language has its own world and every word has its own world so yes. so yeah you declare that times infinite and, and you have an infinite of possibilities through that yes i believe so wow oh a world and a word a word and a world and as the polyglot that you are i <laughs> i loved what you mentioned i mean i loved many things you mentioned but particularly gesture especially because that's such an important language for us on the stage uh i remember one of my professors saying that gesture is the second organ of organ of speech mm. and when you said that each language has its own obviously words but also state of being but also physical states of being emotional states of being spiritual states of being and for you to move through them so fluidly and you were also speaking of vocabulary and your english vocabulary is exceptional <laughs> i i have been i have gratefully been to switzerland like five times and i can speak three words of swiss i think swiss german is harder than russian i can't speak it it's so it challenging hard. to me <laughs> <laughs> my french needs some resurrection spanish is very minimal but swiss german is is very challenging it, it is it is a very it's yeah it is It is what it is. I've always put it there like that. <laughs> but it's beautiful. I love it listening is. to it, being in the atmosphere of it. But oh my gosh, it is quite late for you. So I want to dive into our last little bit. Gosh, I feel like I could talk to you for so long. Thank you for Very all of this. The There's Thank so you. many things to peel back and tear apart and dig into. Wow. Okay. Andre. What does, ah, I'm so excited. Maybe I'll hear it in five languages if you want, no pressure. <laughs> yes, What does the actor's wish or goal or target or desire or want objective mean to you? To me, the, the actor's wish, desire or want is It's truth. It's, it's your voice, your intuition, who is always there knocking at the door, just waiting for that moment. You'll be in that wonderful state, wonderful mind, wonderful situation, whether consciously or not. And it's just there to surprise you and to be like, here I am, here I always was. And let's just jump together in the journey, whether that's for five seconds, an hour, a day, a month, a whole year, 10 years, and maybe just a minute. And we'll see each other again in 10 years. Who knows? But it doesn't matter because what matters is you get a glimpse of it even for a sec. So that's for me what it means. That is so beautiful. Ooh, that makes me think of another thing my teacher said. I have so many of them. I like, it's like a catalog in my mind and my heart. We, we do, we create this world, we do this work to create those seconds of absolute truth. And mm. what you speak of rings so true on so many levels. So thank you for sharing that. And as that is what the actor's wish means to you and arguably I hope to all of us, 
it aligns perfectly with your your essence. It's yes. so beautiful. It's so beautiful. That pause you felt before you wrote out acting that you loved once upon a time. Look at your life. It is a blazing, beautiful cascade of truth. Mm. So thank you for sharing that truth with us. That touched me very deeply. Thank you. <laughs> we are so happy. I mean, bless all your work as a doctor, but we are so happy <laughs> to have you. <laughs> to have you <laughs> in this arena as well. And we can cross mediums, as you said, professions, of course, but it makes it all the more special. And the second question is, what is a current obstacle you are overcoming at the moment? Yeah, wonderful question. I love those kind of questions. I think I'll go for two. Mm -hmm. I think one is very much not... I was going to say not knowing and there's beauty to it. And I think the obstacle is not the not knowing, it's letting yourself go into the not knowing. And mm -hmm. I think it's a little bit, I always say, you know, everything I said today in this podcast is things I love to live by. I think it's as well things I inspired to, like in a way I'm a Buddha or something like that. So I think it's easy <laughs> to talk things, but you know, I'm not saying in any way I've got it all and I find balance, you know, in life, you got to lose balance to find balance. You have your campus, you know, it's, but I think I really sleep in and it thinks I'm learning until the day I die, hopefully. Um, so I think for me is definitely finding more and more of those moments of letting go and and the challenge is, for example, now that I talk to you and, and talk about New York, I'm just like, oh, my God, I want to go back to New York. And at the same time, I'm building something here. So I'm like, should I keep on building something here? Should I go back to New York? Should I try to make everything possible for me to go back to New York? And then I'll always go back to Inshallah. You know, let's mm -hmm. see what happens. Let's make space in my heart for what my heart desires and see. But to answer your question, the inner challenge is, is to come back to that peace to come back to that faith that you mentioned, to come back mm. to the allowing the unfolding. It's as well something I love to say, letting mm. the things that are unfolding, unfolding by themselves and, and see. Oh, I can relate to everything you just <laughs> said. I've been hearing that for years. Yeah, I know what it's like to live between world and your heart is torn, your mind is torn. It's a lot of energy. Because it you're is. like, I'm here, this is my present, but this is where I want to be. Mm -hmm. Totally understand. So you are holding that space with such dignity. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> and the last question is, this is personal or creative, whatever you want. What is something you are excited about creating right now? Mm. Well, I'll answer both personal and professional. So I'll awesome. go first with professional. Uh, professionally, I think it's the play I'm opening in 10 days and then the mini festival of, of plays that we're doing in June. Uh, it's the first time I really create something like that in the theater world in my hometown. So that is definitely something I'm excited to see how it comes and see what would unfold from it. And, and I do think it's funny because I've suddenly in my life now i'm even grateful i love things that just happen so i'm grateful for that play in that festival even if nothing came out of it afterwards so mm -hmm. just be able to bring birth 
to ideas is such, a, such an incredible things that even if that idea don't end up being an adult whole, whole grown thing, I'm already so grateful that something was planted. Mm. Um, and on a personal level, I met someone and it's been, it's been very much the same thing we've been talking about, about letting the unknowing go. Like I'm trying to listen as little as my brain saying like, oh, but is that really like, are you, does that mean you're staying here? Are you going to New York? Like what if, what if, what if? So I'm just excited to see what will come out of it, if anything. So I, I'm answering you in both levels, personal oh. and professional. <laughs> oh, this is so great. We're excited <laughs> for you for both levels. <laughs> <laughs> oh this is this see we are holding the duality we are holding the juxtaposition we are overcoming obstacle obstacles and we are excited about what we're making wow all right i know that you are going to enchant us a little bit with your speech for the stage yes yes i am i am awesome. i yeah. <laughs> Well, before before we go into that, may I turn table and ask you what is one of the major challenges you're facing right now and what are you exciting about right now to create or, or on a professional or personal level? I'm just extremely curious. I know what's the actor's wish for you because it was in the first podcast. So I'll just ask the two last questions. What's your major challenge right now and what are you excited about right now, whether on a professional level, personal level, Maybe both. <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh. Feel free to discard those questions. You're like, no, I'm hosting this podcast. Andre, who the hell do you think you are? This is why I'm doing this. So I don't have to answer questions. <laughs> this, okay, this is the first switch and I am loving it. This is for, for those who are not here at this moment in time. I mean, you're here and thank you for being here. But Zoom almost like cut us out. So we are... <laughs> We are on a roller coaster. I am down for this switchback. Let's do it. Thank you, Andre. This pivot. Oh my gosh. Whoa. All right. An <laughs> obstacle. I feel like I have so many. But one I can hone in on. Uh, I'm currently going through a health challenge that is separate from COVID, but it's been happening throughout the whole COVID time. And it's deeply, it's very emotional because it feels like it's my essence of my, not only kind of reproductive organs but my identity as like a woman essenced being a woman identified being a feminine identified being and it's been a long time <laughs> and I'm still learning how to surrender <laughs> so thank you for holding space for that <laughs> Even I don't talk about it except to a few because I don't want to plant the problem in place. I want to focus on the solution. But at the same time as what you're saying, I don't want to ignore how I'm feeling mm. and bypass that. So 
it's just kind of the undercurrent of everything. So it's hard to ignore, <laughs> but at the same time, I know that finding freedom in other ways is my gateway back to myself, as you so beautifully said. Yeah. So thank you for leading that. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, thank you so much for vulnerability taking a little moment because we're frozen again yeah. this dear andre we have too much energy going through the zoom call that the internet cannot handle we have too much energy the internet can't handle it all right to answer <laughs> we have too much energy the internet can't handle it you heard it here first uh <laughs> i have moved to the router this is just gonna work The second question, what am I excited about creating? Oh, a few things. Oh, personally, <laughs> I've shared a bit about it on the podcast, on uh, Instagram a little bit, in my email ensemble, is oh, my journey as an emotional freedom technique practitioner, learning mastery, if one can ever learn mastery, but in this level of schooling, yes. that is, that is, <laughs> and it is oh, one of the deepest dives I've ever, 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 ever been on. It's infiltrating every element of my life. It's transforming me from the inside out. And I've been studying since this past January, I will for another year. And I'm so excited to bring it to people I love, to this community, so we can all experience such transformation because every tap, every session is just a deep cellular level of healing and growth and joy and ecstasy. And like you said about in Shavasana, lying in Shavasana, you are connected to all things and beings at once. It is, it, it takes my breath away. And professionally I mean I guess that is kind of professionally but it's a personal pursuit right mm -hmm. now it will be professional fully next year <laughs> <laughs> but in terms of 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 acting work creative work I have something that I'm working on right now that I am scheduled to bring out in the summer I don't quite know when because we have <laughs> surprise surprise moving that is a whole other tangent I'm not going into that but I have <laughs> this, this, this program this focus this it's more than a master class I think it's more like a, a course because it's it's something that is so integral and intrinsic to the Russian system that just doesn't exist in the west specifically in the states that changes the game for every artist mm -hmm. and it creates a sense of self before you ever ever begin to play anyone else and i think that is fundamental to yes. this craft and i want to share that because it can be very lonely having these incredible methods and there are many incredible methods and there's many things I have yet to learn, but it can be, I want to create fertile ground where we can all develop this mm. and from this space, create our mm. arts and uplift the planet in the pro. I just, I feel like it's the next layer, this next mm. paradigm, this next 
like after COVID, we're opening, <laughs> we're opening and blossoming in new ways. I hope yeah. this answered your questions. I'm so it touched did. that you, I'm just so touched. <laughs> I'm weeping, I'm laughing, I'm, I'm I don't even know. <laughs> oh my God, yes, it did. And, and thank you so much for sharing so openly, so vulnerably in many ways and, and so excitingly <laughs> and smilingly oh. and laughingly. It, it just, oh, thank you. I feel very honored to, to have getting the chance to glimpse in, in that part of you. So thank you so much for that. And likewise, Andre, thank you. I feel like we're, what's the word? We're like passing the energy ball back and yes. forth. Yeah. And it's just getting stronger and stronger and stronger yeah, and going right. deeper and reaching there and sending a rebound and all this stuff. <laughs> now yeah, it's like a bunch it. of, what's it called? I used, I played soccer or football for like 15 years and I can't even remember the terms because my head is a, a mess at the moment. A support. What is it called? When you, when you assist, assist, that's oh. what it's called. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. Yes. All right. You hopefully now are going to treat us to some speech on the stage. Yes. I'm treating you with a, it's, it's quite a famous one in French. It's a it's a phrase that I use as a tongue twister before I ever go on stage, which has a double effect on me. First of all, as a tongue twister, and secondly, as just a magical routine to get into the mood you want to be before a play. So it's basically the phrase in English is a hunter knowing how to hunt without its dog is a good hunter. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is that in French, there's two sounds that are really hard. It's the s and sh. It's almost the same. So if you do it very quickly, it's oh. easy to mix. That's so like Russian. Quickly. Yes, exactly. Oh, okay. <laughs> very slowly, it's un chasseur sachant chasser son, son chien est un bon chasseur. So it's like, oh my gosh. Okay. I am, I, I am loving, I am loving this. Can you take it up a notch and then take it up another notch? Can you of dial course. it up? Okay. First, a little bit quicker is un chasseur sachant chasser sans son chien est un bon chasseur. And, and a tiny bit quicker is un chasseur sachant chasser sans son chien est un bon chasseur. <laughs> And you can go on the round and round and round. <laughs> My gosh. I just want yeah. that to practice those sounds. That is so delicious. <laughs> Mic drop. That's oh. so great. Thank you for that. Oh, I'm adding that to my to the repertoire. <laughs> yes. yes, very much so. Andre, oh. this has been a gift, a delight. Of, I don't even have words. How, where can people connect with you? I know they'll want to. <laughs> where can they continue this conversation? If they're in Switzerland, in France, in Europe, in Canada, in the yes. States, in wherever they are at in any glorious part of the world. That is, oh my God, I love to connect to new people. So please make a guest. And if you are in Switzerland, I love to go for walks or coffee. So if you're around, please reach out. So basically, I am not that active on social media. I'm actually getting myself more of, of Facebook, Instagram. I still have them. 
So sometimes it's like once a week I check them because I still have dear friends who are on that. So please feel free to go that. So Facebook is just my first name, last name, Andre Vote. Instagram is my first name, dot my last name, I think. Um, and then, yeah, I think I'm happy to share my email address or anything else if people want to. Um, but I think Facebook and Instagram is the easiest first step. And then if it becomes serious between us, yeah. <laughs> whoever you are texting me, wanting oh, to get yes. to know each other, <laughs> I'm happy so, to share my, <laughs> my personal email or something like that. Wonderful. So the first invite is via social media. Perfect. Perfect. If exactly. we get serious, we can move I, to email. I love it. Yes, <laughs> exactly. And if I don't answer right away, it's normal because I answer like once a week or something like that. But yeah, <laughs> for sure. Totally understand. Totally understand. My goodness. I have been cleansed by this conversation. <laughs> I've been inspired by it. I've been moved. Thank you, Andre, for your everything. <laughs> Very much the same. Thank you so much for letting me the space to go through this journey together and to explore everything. And I feel, oh, I'm extremely grateful. Like, you have no idea how grateful I am to be able to be on this podcast with you and the magic you do with yourself, with the actors, with every single person you invite here. And every single person you're around you. I just know it. It's just, it's just a fact. No question asked there. You're just creating magic and allowing other people to create magic around you. So thank you for that. You leave me no words. Mm. Just love and truth. Thank you, Very Andre. So. Thank you as well. And send and my thank love you. to everyone in yes. New York for me. <laughs> yes, sending your love to everyone in New York. My love to everyone in New York and every amazing artistic soul listening right now, whatever moment yes. in time it may be, we thank you for joining us and sticking to the end. Bravo to you. Yeah, very much so. If if you if you did, <laughs> you you get a you get a bonus. You get a bonus. You get a, if you're you here get an now, you can even. <laughs> yes, you get chocolate when you see me. <laughs> Put in your order for your chocolate right now. Yes, exactly. I'm only moving to email for the Swiss chocolate. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. They want no, you. No. <laughs> I, I totally get if they want the chocolate. I I am. I, I get that. I do get that. So I don't get that. <laughs> I don't get offended at all. <laughs> all right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank we'll you. talk to everyone soon. Much love yes. to each and every one of you. And thank you, Andre. Thank you. Thank you all. Much love. Thank you so much for joining me and pressing play on yourself today. If this episode resonated with you, be sure to share it with a friend or leave a review on iTunes. We are building the ensemble, so the more people who see it, the more rich and diverse our collective will be. If you're looking for extra inspiration, come find me on Instagram, at Sarabanda. I am so eager to connect, and I'll be ready with a new task for us to explore next week. In the meantime, enjoy the process. Just remember to lead with your wish.